Well, I want to talk to you about freedom today, but I have many different angles. And we, as I said earlier, the, the, the eagle, the eagle on top of our flag, we've been studying about the eagle in our church. And I have a little booklet, and this little book, it's just glorious all about the eagle. And there's three things I want to cover again and a couple other little things. And then I want to talk to you about the woman at the well and a little illustration that I just got very current because I just met the lady over at Walmart. I was getting my vehicle fixed. I should say not fixed. I was just getting the oil changed over there. And they said it would be an hour and a half, and I didn't. My wife's not here. <laughs> what do I care, you know? So I just went around shopping all over the place and, and giving out literature. Nobody stopped me. That was refreshing for a change. And uh, just uh, just to be there and so I find this lady over there I'll just give you this uh, right now and so I, I was there praying that God would give me someone to speak to about Christ gave some other people some literature and then I went around the store and do you ever do that if not you ought to amen my favorite pastor pastor Eber and he said I went over to I went over to Walmart uh, no it was roses I guess at that time a little store over in North Carolina he said I went in there and I got talking to everybody about Jesus, forgot why I even came in there. <laughs> it man, be about the master's business. And so I knew why I was there. I was there to get the oil changed, but I didn't know if God didn't have me there for another reason. Sinners everywhere. I mean, just, oh, and the store was packed. I don't know why this weekend. It was just packed full. I couldn't hardly walk in there without walking on somebody. And I came back after a while. And there was a lady sitting there with uh, her little boy, a four-year-old boy. And I started talking to her about my lovely Lord Jesus. She acted like she was saved. The more I talked to her, I knew she wasn't. But she needed to be. And she, did, she never got saved. She didn't get saved that day. But I sure told her some things she needed to hear from the book of God. And as I went on and hear this, this, this precious little boy, four years old, and, and she didn't even know where the daddy was. And she was with someone else at that time. We see it all the time now, don't we? Don't get used to it. It's sin. And I plumb told her so in a nice, loving way, in a firm way. And the more I talked to her, I was, at first, she's married to a Jewish fellow, an Orthodox Jew. His parents live in Israel. And they don't want him to have anything to do with her. Because if she ever gets married, she'll have a Christian wedding. And you know what some Jews do that are really Orthodox Jews? They have a funeral service when people become Christians. I don't know if... I, told, I think I mentioned that to her. And she... Uh, as I went on, I said, you know... There's a woman in the Bible called the woman at the well in John 4. She didn't act like she knew much about that. She, she's going to the uh, Robertson Avenue Baptist Church over in Copper's Cove. She said, I, I go because I like the music. I love music. Later on, I said, you know, you ought to be going to church for a different reason, just that, not just because you love the music. You ought to be going because you're going to worship and you love God. And so I told her about the woman at the well. And I told her how that Jesus came to her and said, 
give me a drink. And she said, how is it that thou being a Jew askest a drink of me? For the Samaritans, uh, the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And he said, he said, woman, if thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, give me a drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. She said, well, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come thither to draw. And in his discussion a little later, he says, go call thy husband. She said, I don't have a husband. He said, that's right, but thou hast had five husbands. And he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. And as I talked to this lady, I said, you're the woman at the well. You're the woman at the well. Your life is so confused. She told me she prayed a lot. I said, what do you pray about? probably whether she should get married to this fella or whatever. You know what Jesus said? She said, well, you say in the place, if Jerusalem's the place where men ought to worship, you know what Jesus said to her? You worship, you know not what. You don't know what you worship, lady, woman. That's what I, what I told her. And then I told her the little story. My grandmother went out, the little boy over in, in Thunder Bay, Canada, and she'd send me up to the store and she'd say, go to Dirty Girl's store. And when you get the Dirty Girl store, uh, ask Dirty Girl for, um, she, she'll, be, she'll come out there and she'll have all meat all over her, her bib, you know, her apron, all, all, all uh, Dirty Girl, you know. And get, get a loaf of bread and, a, and a, a quart of milk. And so I'd go to Dirty Girl's store and, and get some milk and bread. And I, you know what I told her? I said, I said, you, I said the woman at the well was Dirty Girl. And I said, you're a dirty girl, too. Say, I don't talk to people like that. Oh, try it. It'll, it'll, it'll work if, if God's prepared their hearts. And I told her how that she left her water pot when she, she said, well, when the Messiah cometh, he will tell us all things. He said, I that speak unto thee am he. <laughs> I'm he. And you know what? All of a sudden, I, I never thought about it quite like this, but she must have been set back because she'd already discussed about the well and Jacob who gave us the well. She had some information, didn't she? Though she was a half-breed. And she was up there in the northern Samaria there. But Jesus had time for a half-breed, wicked woman. He already knew she'd been married five times living with a sixth one in sin and he had time for her. I wonder if we have time for dirty girl and dirty boy out there. She, she must have stood back and said, this is the Messiah? No wonder he told me. Here she's thinking. Not, she's, she's so aghast, she's not, she's not talking anymore. She finally shut her mouth up. And now she's thinking, and she says, could this be the Messiah? When the Messiah's cometh, he will tell us all things. <laughs> she sure, he sure told her everything about her. She said, you must be a prophet that you know that I've been married five times, living with a sixth one in adultery. And Jesus, she, you know what the Bible says? After she must have been just aghast completely, and she must, have, she must have said, you know, he is the Messiah. And God revealed it to her right then. I mean, right then, instantly, she said to herself, he is the Messiah. That's how he knew about me. And then she goes to the men, and she says back in her town, and she says, Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? 
By the way, every word's not recorded in the scriptures. For all we know, he might have said a whole lot of other things to her in the discourse. God gave us just what we needed to have from the discourse. But she left her water pot, and I told this, I, saw, I told Dirty Girl over in Walmart about Dirty Girl over in John 4, and I said, Dirty Girl left her water pot. And she went away with the whole well in her soul. For Jesus had said, it'll be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. <laughs> That's exactly what happened to her. And she went into the city, and the people said, Dirty girls done got religion. She's talking about that the Messiah is out there at the well. The Messiah, the promised one, the anointed one, the Christ, the Christ. And I'm telling you, I've never seen dirty girl in such a composure in all her life. She's glowing like an angel. She's glowing like she's, like she's seen God, and she did see God. Jesus is God. Can you see Dirty Girl coming back with a new skip in her walk? Amen? Talking religion. And the Dirty Girl at Walmart had the same problem as the Dirty Girl in John 4. She had a terrible problem with the flesh. And I told her so. I said, I do want you to come to church, though. I said, read those tracks. And just started a couple days ago, and now you know what I tell them about my tracks? I think I told her, too. I can't recall. I said, I said this is the best track in the whole world. Never used that before. I said, this is from the Holy Bible. I still use that. That's a real good way to give a gospel track. This is from the Holy Bible. And then I said, just a couple days ago, I said, this is the very best track in the whole world. And I said, I think this is the, I'm not sure, but I think this might be the second best, best one. I give them two of them. It's ever been written. I tell them, I've written a few tracks myself, but not any as good as these. these I didn't write these. And I gave a track out to a little girl and her, parent, her family over there in Walmart that same day. And as I was going out and leaving, after, I had to go back into Walmart. I got so excited about Dirty Girl here, the Word of God, that I, I went out there and went down and started driving away. And I said, oh, man, I've got to do something else. And so I, I, I had a basket back in there. I forgot my basket. I had some things in there, and I was going to get them later. Man, I went right out. I was so excited about God using me to talk to Dirty Girl. So I gave this little, gave the whole family these tracks. I said, that's the best track you'll ever read in the whole world, little girl. She was about... 10 years old, 9 or 10 years old. And everybody in the family, they all looked like a bunch of hoodlums. But she looked very decent and clean. I couldn't believe that she was part of that crowd. Oh, they were proud of her, though. And I said, this is the best that you'll ever read in the whole world. And I said, uh, how much does, I asked many other people, I said, how much do you think Jesus loves you, little girl? And she answered me better than anybody else I ever heard. All, everyone else says, oh, a whole bunch. The lady, the lady there, just before I left, dirty girl, I said, how much does Jesus lo love you? And she says, a whole bunch. A lot. You know what the little girl said out there a little later? I said, how much does Jesus love you, little girl? She said, more than I could ever say. I said, that's the best answer I've ever heard. You, you answered better than the adults. More than I could ever say. 
Glory be. Got excited. But getting back to Dirty Girl, I, I told her, I said, when you come to church, we really want you to come to church and get some help, get your life straightened out. She said, I'm kind of rebellious, she said. I said, well, when you come to church, just one thing, I won't let you know. I, I won't call you Dirty Girl when you come to church. I saw that lady take her little boy. She was up at the counter, and then she left. And I'll tell you what, God was working in dirty girl's heart. Amen? You can talk to people this bluntly, amen? And God's got to be doing something. What's she even going to church for if God's not putting something in her heart? And so, just pray for her. You know what she needs? She needs the freedom that's in Christ. She needs liberty. She needs to be liberated. You remember when they were in Egypt's bondage? They were in bondage. It was awful. And, when, and even, even Pharaoh, what did he do? He took away. He took away. By the way, you better have some gospel tracts in your pocket too. If they had had the printing press in the days of Jesus, the, the disciples would have had their pockets full and their, their, these full. I mean, they'd have been just filled up so they wouldn't run out with anything. Because people are so busy, sometimes you can't talk to them. They're doing their job, but you can always stick a track in their pocket or in their hand. Say, read that when you get in a quiet place. And so, the Passover. They were, Pharaoh was putting more and took all the straw away from them or whatever it was that, that they were making these bricks and he didn't bring the toll down that they had to bring in. It was terrible. You know why God delivered them from Egypt's bondage? They were crying out to God for deliverance. They were under such bondage. It's called the house of bondage. That's where dirty girl is. She's in a house of bondage. She needs to be set free. Just like we were before Jesus saved us. Amen. And Christ paid the price. He's the Passover lamb. It had to be a violent death. They could not just take the lamb and strangle the lamb. Do you believe that the lamb would have died? A lamb, a little baby lamb. You could just strangle it, couldn't you? No, 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 not God's lamb. God's lamb had to bleed. God's lamb had to bleed. It had to be the blood of the lamb that takes away sin. Faith in the... And then when John came later... What happened? He said, Behold, look, the Lamb of God, not a Lamb of God, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And you know what? Those Jews knew exactly what, what he, they were talking about because they brought all these lambs, these lambs. What are they talking about? Him being the Lamb. Is he, is he the Lamb? Oh, he's the Lamb. He's my Lamb too, praise God. He's the Lamb for the family in, in Egypt. Amen. A Lamb per family. And then if the family was too small, then... Enough for both of them. But praise God, he's my lamb. He's my lamb and he's my shepherd all at one time. He's the good shepherd. He's the great shepherd of the sheep. And praise God, he's my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He's all we need. His blood's sufficient. Take our sins away. Getting back to the eagle and we'll be through, Lord willing is we need some eagle Christians. 
We're going to try to get the Eagle Award. I don't know if Brother Hamlin was able to get secure that or not, but they had one over at the over an eagle on the little plaque we're going to give to Ron Williams, who's been in the Lord's work so many years and has been so faithful to the things of God, so faithful to this book. And we thank God for his ministry at the Hephzibah House. He'll be here a little later this week. We hope you'll be here. He'll be here Monday and Tuesday. So please try to be here for those meetings in the morning, the afternoon, and at night. Brother Snyder will be back, and he'll be preaching as well. Many other speakers. Now, that will not be Monday. That will be start Tuesday, but Monday night will be the first meeting. You come to the picnic tomorrow, amen? Don't you want to come to the picnic? Anybody with any common sense will come to a church picnic. Huh? And they'll put everything else aside and come out and fellowship with God's people around uh, holy, redeemed children of God. Amen? God's children don't go to the bunny club. They come to church. And they come to the church picnic. And then after the thing tomorrow night, Sunday night, we're, tonight, I mean, we have a service tonight. And after the service tonight, we're going to be out here on the place out here and we'll look at the fireworks right from, the, right from here and we can fellowship right around here in the parking lot around the church. We did it another year and that's what we're going to do. But then tomorrow's the picnic. Some people come and say, well, you don't have anything going. You know, we've really not heard that very much around our church at all. We keep everything going. When we add something else, we just add. We don't take anything away. Try not to stop it and just keep adding more things and more things. You know why? We need to be busy for the Lord. Now, you can get them so busy that they don't have time for their family, and we're against that. The husband and wife and children, we try not to do that, to get them so busy just to be busy. We don't do that. But we do need to be excited in these things going on. And they'll be speaking for us, but Brother Ron Williams is, is we're going we're gonna to call it the the Christian Eagle Award from his Baptist churches. Boy, we, you wouldn't believe the topics I, told, I asked him to preach on. He said, well, man, how many services are you going to have over there? I said, well, you might be, get about four or five of those requests from me and cram them all into one, one, one message. By the way, my Jesus did that. The, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, he, he hit everything. It was a shotgun sermon. Hit everything. So that wouldn't hurt. And then we'll be hearing from Brother Garrison again. And we'll be hearing from uh, our sister tonight. She'll be showing the slides of the work in Mexico. Brother Marceau will be giving us something from God's holy word. Probably on holiness. Isn't that what you were going to bring? Or maybe not. I don't know. Whatever, whatever these fellows are going to bring out. Biblical separation, soul winning, evangelism. I'll tell you what, you better, you better get you some gospel tracks. Oh, I put them down here. By the way, usually I have them down here, up here, and everywhere else. Because I don't like to run out of ammunition. And there's, too, there's sinners everywhere. If you'd have been with me on Saturday in Walmart, you wouldn't have believed it. Or was it Friday? I think it was Friday. It was just... as I, I know I already said that, but I'm telling you, man, alive, you don't want to run out of ammunition... And those people don't have time in the, when they're shopping. You said you shouldn't give that out in shopping. Who told me? I thought I was an American citizen. I thought I was free. I don't want anybody putting handcuffs on me. I'll just give them out to the, the uh, man of John Wal- if, if uh, Walton. Well, Sam Walton was alive. I'd want to go and see him and tell him how to be saved. But he already was saved. They didn't have alcohol in their store either when he was there. They were closed on Sunday until he died. 
Oh, hello. Hey, H.E. Butts, I'd like, to, I'd like to have taken a track into him, but he was saved already. He even closed church up on Wednesday night. H.E.B. grocery stores. Do you think they were open on Sunday, Brother Garrison? If he closed the store on Wednesday night so people could go to church? Woo! You think they had any alcohol in there? Of course not. It's their whirling children who got the company or whoever else got it if it wasn't the children who allowed those things in there. Amen? You think he had any pornography in there either? Sam Walt wouldn't allow any of that stuff. Boy, you got it in there now. I just complained two weeks ago about it over at HEB. Had to call the headquarters. That I'd already called headquarters in heaven. And headquarters said, stand against all kinds of sin. It's going to ruin your children and your grandchildren. You know what the lady said? She said, well, well, we want to make sure it's not offensive to the children. I said it was offensive to me. I don't need pornography in, in, in view. And we have single soldiers over here all over the place. And they don't need to see that filth. I said it nicer than that on the phone. I was very loving. Sometimes I get surprised at how nice I am. I shock myself. Because inside I'm all worked up. I want to get my picket signs and go and say, I'm going to stay out here in front of your house or in front of your store until you do something. Hmm? You say, you sound like you may be really mean business. We did with the witches. God did a job on them and closed that old store over there. See, I hate, I hate the, the wicked stuff, but I hate the sin in, in Dirty Girl, too. I hate the sin in my own life. You know, I want to bring you one thing, and I'll try to close. We need eagle Christians, though, that they fly high. They're born high, they live high, and they fly high. We've been high-born, born again. You say, well, I'm just a new Christian. Nothing greater than the new birth. It takes your sin and just the sin that would damn you to hell, it does, does a job on them just like that. Clean! Clean! One, se- one second you're a child of the devil, the next second you're a child of God. One minute you're on your way to hell, the next minute you're on your way to heaven. One minute you're so full of sin and selfishness and, and pride and everything, and the next second you're full of God and everything that's good. Because when Christ comes in, now you need to improve on and let the Lord have mo- you more and more and more. But you know, I want to cover this one little thing and we'll be through. The disciples came back. They were sent to buy some meat. And they came back to Jesus when he was dealing with the woman at the well, Dirty Girl. While he was dealing with Dirty Girl, they came back and she was getting to the place that she was really seeing that he's the Christ. And the Bible says that they they, they did not reprove him, but they they were amazed. They marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet they didn't reprove him or rebuke him. I think that they really wanted to. You know what a lot of us do? We get so backslidden on God that we try to reprove Jesus for talking to such a filthy woman. Such a dirty woman. What was she out there for? I've heard some preach the sermon. What was she out there for at the sixth hour of the day, which is 12 noon? What in the world was she doing out there? They usually come, they said, at a different time than 
than that to get water. Maybe she went out there. I don't know the answer to all that. And I've heard another thing. He must needs go through Samaria. Some say, well, he had to go right through to Samaria to where he, where he was going. But I know one thing. He had time for the wicked woman and the, the dirty girl. He had time for dirty girl, and he was weary. He asked for a drink of water. And his disciples were going in to get some food. They came out with the food, and they said, has anybody brought him ought to eat? You're never going to be a good witness if you, if you cannot take the rebuke that the backslidden disciples had. You've got to take rebuke. These were the ones that walked with the master. These were the ones that were called, and he said, follow me and I'll make you fish to become fishers of men. And they wanted to rebuke Jesus for talking to this half-breed, sinful woman. Don't we get that backslidden sometimes, just like the disciples? It's been so long since we pled for a sinner to be saved and had tears in our heart, if not in our eyes. Sometimes God squeezes your heart and those tears come out. The ones I've really seen really get saved, usually there were tears there. I don't think there were any tears in my eyes for a dirty girl on Friday. Shame on me. But I did give her the gospel and I saw God working in her heart. Hmm. Oh, what God can do. But don't be there because you're not doing what you ought to be doing. Don't be, don't be reproving the Christian because Christ lives in him. You rebuke whatsoever you've done to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it to me, Jesus said. So if you're rebuking your disciple or if you have disdain in your eyes, or you say, oh, I, I, I surely could do it better than they're doing it. Well, then get doing it, sir. Take over. And say, can I help you out here? Amen. Don't stand back and say, boy, uh, uh, didn't they learn any better in the soul winning class than that? You'll be like the disciples. You're walking with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But I'll tell you what, the woman at the well, she went away in a greater fashion than those disciples had. And they had the same Christ. And they knew him just as much as she knew him. But the thing is, she had just found him. She had just had all her sins washed away. And she did what the disciples should have been doing. Why weren't they in there getting the whole city of Samaria saved? Huh? They forgot where, they, where God found them. He found us all dirty. He found us all dirty girl and dirty boy, filled with pride and selfishness. And God won't use people like that. You've got to get emptied out. And then you go back like the woman at the well and said, Come, I've, I got saved. Oh, he's so wonderful. The Savior, the Messiah, he's here. Come on, come on. Uh, she might have been dragging him. I don't know. She, didn't, she hadn't learned any classes in etiquette and tact at all. Amen? I don't know how she did it, but God did something, brought the whole city. Then it says the other half of the city came out and got saved and heard him themselves, and they got saved, the other half. Oh, I'm telling you. Do you think she was telling it? I think she's a little like Hannah. Or was it Anna? Anna or Hannah? She 84 years old, going to everybody in Jerusalem at 84 years old. Hmm? And we can't do it at 48. Shame on us. If Anna can do it at 84, you can do it at 48. The opposite. Amen? You can do it at 24, too. You know, the only trouble is we're not doing it. 
We're so worried about how we're going to do it that we don't do it at all. And you know what our problem is, Brother Garrison? We know how to do it, and we're just not doing much of it. That's our problem. Amen? I mean, I've led so many hundreds of souls to Christ. It's just glorious. But still a battlefield. I still get fear in my heart. Sometimes I go into Walmart, and, man, I want to find a corner. And just go over there, and I usually find it when I'm in that shape, and I find it in, in McDonald's. I go over to McDonald's, and I start reading my New Testament because I, I, I need some more courage. I need to become an eagle. Hmm. You know what the eagle does for a whole hour in the morning? He does preening. He preens his wings and his feathers a whole hour or more because that's what he needs for the day. And you know what we ought to be doing? We ought to be spending our sweet hour of prayer in God's holy word and praying, time with God. And then you know what he does after he preens? And you know what the preening is also? There's preening oil. And the preening oil is when he's going fishing. And when he's going fishing and he goes down for the fish, then he has to have oil on his wings so that keeps all that from getting all bad. It just, you know, deflects all the he has special preening oil. And then he, what he does in his preening, he goes with his, with his beak, his beak, and he, and he ex- exhales. He exhales. It's like a steam cleaning job. A steam cleaning job. He's all, through all of, his, all of his wings and all of his feathers. And then after he's all through, he stands up there. He's, he's up there and he's looking over and he's getting ready to, to fight the battle of the day. But he stays for a good while and he looks over the prey for he can see eight times as, as clear, um, better, eight times better than a human being, and he just looks for a while. And that's what we need to do. And then he goes after his prey, and we need to pray so we'll know how to P-R-A-Y, not P-R-E-Y. He goes to pray on, and, and get his catch for the day, the food for himself and for others. And how are we going to do for the day's battle? By the way, the eagle is strong. He's not afraid of anybody. Oh, when we get filled with the Lord. We've been our hour with God in the morning. Putting on our preening oil. And preening all our wings. And and getting our heart right with God. And getting on fire for God. And then we stand up there. Stand in awe of Him. And look at His glorious creation. And look down there at humanity. And then we say, Dear Lord, Help me to save them today through you. Help me to rescue the perishing. Help my eyesight to be clear and to get my heart focused on some sinner that I can lead them to the Christ of Calvary. For your eyes have already been on the the God of glory and you've been reading your Bible and praying and you're ready to go in warfare. I'm telling you, you know when the real warfare comes? It is in prayer and in the word, but I'll tell you, your real warfare when you go out and meet the, meet the people. Amen? Oh, we need to be eagle Christians. And I'll tell you what, the woman at the well was more of an eagle Christian that day than all those complaining and wanting to tell Jesus how to do things. Didn't Peter try to do that one time? Be it far from thee, Lord, you're not going to die. I've got a sword by my side. You're not going to die. He said, get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savors the thing. You don't savor the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Get thee behind me, Satan. No, I'm going to Calvary. 
I'm going to die for you. Well, are we in the flesh or in the spirit? You better get in this book or you won't be in the spirit. Hmm? We spend as much time eating, eating the word as we do eating our meals. We'd be on fire for God. Hmm? May God help us. And praying is work. Praying will give you power. Our Father, we love Thee. Thank Thee for the wonderful Word of God. Blessed to our hearts, our Father. Help us to love Thee. We do pray for dirty girl that You'd save her, precious Lord. I know she has another name. Dear Lord, we do pray for her. Pray for her little boy. She'd soon be saved. Pray for that little girl that, that took that track and said, more than I could say. He loves me more than I could say. Dear God, take that little girl and do something for her. That all the gifts and all the money and all the things of this world could never do. But the touch of the Master will do it all. Just the touch of the Christ will do it all. And we need to be touched. Have thy way. Now with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, there's one here you say, I need to be saved and know it. I'm not sure about it. I need to be saved and I need that perfect assurance in my heart that I'm a born-again Christian, that my sins are gone. Though I maybe haven't done the sins, any, anywhere near all the sins that Dirty Girl did. Oh, the one in the John 4 or the one over at Walmart. Still. I have my own sin. I have my own problems, and I need to be saved and know it. Pray for me. Is there one? Just raise your hand. Take it down. Raise it up. Take it down as they play some number quietly and reverently on the instruments. Is there one? Just quickly. Anyone? I need to be saved and know it. Man, woman, boy, or girl. Young person, older person, whatever. Say, that's my need. That's my need. Then is there one here, and you say, I I need to be that eagle Christian with great strength, fearless, Great liberty, great power. I need that. Pray for me. Yes, I see these hands here. Many, many hands raised. I'll raise mine. I need to be a a greater eagle Christian for God. I've been born high, but I need to fly high and live high. Help us, Lord, in all these things to honor Thee. Save the lost and then help us as believers to be that eagle Christian that we ought to be. Consistency is so difficult. Help us to be consistent in our walk with Thee. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. What's the song? 306 as we stand and sing. 306. The invitation is simple. The altar's open. Come and pray. 306. Have thine own way. Come and pray. Ask God to help us to have a burden for souls, a compassion for souls a willingness to trust Jesus and be born again. Yes, let God do something in your heart, Christian brother, Christian sister. Have thine own way. Make sure your heart's right with God. We're not like the disciples who were backslidden at that time. Wash me just now. Yes, wash me. Humbly I bow. Have thine own way. 
help me, I pray. Yes. Absolute sway. <laughs> you know, Brother Shay and Miss Shay, there's going to be a lot of dirty girls. Where are you going? Dirty boys. If, if dirty girl would have been a dirty boy, I'd probably go and put my arm around him. I can't do that with a woman, amen? But you ladies can do that. You know, she needs a friend. She needs a friend. She needs Jesus, I know. But she needs a friend. You can maybe just snuggle up some precious sinner girl like that and say, oh, Jesus loves you. Like Carrie did here this morning. portrayed the holiness of God and the sinfulness of man. Oh, that we'd have compassion. They said, is he, is he the Christ? You know what they said? Is he Jeremiah? You know why they probably said, is he Jeremiah? He's always going around weeping, weeping, weeping. Jeremiah was the weeping prophet. Lamentations. All oh, that we get moved to tears. We get moved to tears when our loved ones get sick and everything. When people have a house burned down. And, I mean, we, if we're not careful, we shed more tears when our dog dies. And I mean, shed tears while your dog dies. I'm not against that. Amen. Well, you, what, you, you just, you fed the dog and you played with the dog so much and he's part of your life. But these sinners are going to hell forever. Why did we weep years ago and now we're so cold hearted? Our women are cold-hearted. Did you know that? John Winstead said way back years ago, way back years ago, I'm not faulting you, ladies. Listen, I'm just telling you how America is. And he said that years ago, the altars were filled with women praying for their wayward, drunkard husbands in tears. And he said, now you can't hardly get a woman to shed a tear anymore. They're so hard-hearted. Don't let your hearts get cold and hard. I'm telling you, dirty girl, when she got saved, went back into Samaria, I don't know what kind of countenance she had, but they listened to her. And I don't know how her testimony was before. I think it was that she was a bad woman. And sometimes they'll listen to someone who receives Christ, who they know was infamous for their wickedness. But are you going to reach the dirty girl in your town? Are you going to try? I didn't reach her, but I tried. I was firm and yet loving to her. She won't forget me. Amen. She won't forget me. And if she goes by me out there, I'll tell you what. She won't forget the kind words I said as well as the others. Amen. Well, they were all kind words. They were all kind words, but they were firm. Oh, can't we reach somebody? Can't we do somebody? Brother G, can't you reach somebody in your crowd there? 
you ladies, can't you reach some woman whose husband is overseas and, and he's not going to be back for eight more months and you can't, you mean to tell me she wouldn't want to hear something about Jesus from you or that there's somebody that loves her in this state she's in? You cannot spend all your time grieving about your own problems. You've got to go get someone else. Help someone else. Amen? It gets out on you, Brother Garrison. My, bro, my son, son-in-law, Brandon, he said, you're a soul winner. Boy, you like to witness the people. You know what? If you don't like to witness the people, you don't hear those things. You don't hear those things. But where your heart is, boy, it just gets all, everybody finds out about you. Brother Estes, bless his heart. I just want to, I was already thinking about him, and we're going to finish in just a minute, Lord willing. And Brother Estes, can you imagine all that, all that was going on, and he was out here for soul winning visitation last week, was he not? And he was leaving on Tuesday. Only has nine kids, brother, and his wife's expecting the 10th one. You think he has much time for anything? <laughs> to breathe? To think? <laughs> anything? And you know, he came out and led two souls to Christ last Sunday night. Oh, that was so precious. So precious. Listen, you don't know the trials that he went through while he was here. You do not know the trials our brother went through while he was here and his whole family. You just, you have no idea and I don't have time to tell you and you don't need to know. I'm telling you went through trials. But you know what, Brother Hammonds, I was thinking he came in as a soul winner and praise God, he went out as a soul winner and I said, glory be to God. He's a soul winner. You don't know the trials he had in the letter he wrote back to us from Iraq. Fever raging in his body and everything. He said, I got to get some tracks to these people. I'm so backslidden over here. He said, I don't care if the army tells me I can witness these, these people. They came in and put up an air conditioner in his place. Two of these Iraqis, he gave them a piece of literature told them about the Lord. They came back in the tent later and said, thank you for that. Thank you. How many of us are going to do that when we've got fever and, and flu, blood, flu uh, bugs just flushing all through our system? I'll tell you, the heart of the soul winner, that eagle Christian, he'll come out of there, amen? He'll get the victory. He'll, he'll soar up to the heights of soul winning and concern for others. Amen? May God bless you. Him and may God bless Brother Shea and his family. There's a lot of people over there that need help. Amen. That's right. Ashley, there's some girls over there that need Jesus. They're just as filthy as dirty girl. But you could reach him. You could reach him. Little Andrew, you could reach him. Amen. Mm, you just be working up there and we'll be working down here. We're not going to quit soul winning around here. I spent all my time, Brother Garrison. Blaming people for not loving Jesus enough to go out and tell somebody how good he's been to them. Amen? Because I don't do all I ought to do. Could all do better. All do better. And I want to close with this. One of the best places to win souls right in the church house. At the altar and invitation time. They've already heard the word. One of the best places to win souls is right here. If you come on Sunday and bring all your burdens with you, you won't be able to help anyone else. All you're concerned about is getting out from under your own burdens. Just forget your own burdens for a while and realize there are people who come into this church that need to, they need to be taken up to the heights of, of 
the woman at the well. And I'll tell you, do you think she was flying high? Do you think she was flying high for a good while? The whole town got saved because of her testimony. I'm telling you, I don't believe she came down for a good while. Everybody in town got saved. It was, it was another Nineveh. They all got saved in Samaria because of a testimony of a very, very, very sinful woman. I think they'd listen to us if we got filled with God. I believe they'd listen. Our Father, we love thee. Thank thee for thy spirit working. Do bless the shades in a special way as they go off, dear God. Bless their lives. Bless our brother. Bless our sister. Help her to reach many that, that dear God, she can touch there. Help Mrs. Help uh, Ashley to reach others, dear God. And, and uh, then we pray for little Andrew that you'd make him the soul winner that his name typifies. And then our Father, we pray for the little one that our sister's carrying, that you would bless that little life as well. Bring it into the world, we pray, safe and sound. And whatever, whether it be a boy or a girl, dear God, may it be a praise to thee. Help us, Lord, to love one another. Help us to go out and reach these that need help all about us. In Jesus' name.